This is Brian Mayer, host of Hot Sauce Weekly, and you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? <laughs> You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. Delicious, Lavernius. Shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog. Shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. Now, you might be asking yourself, what do you people talk about? All things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, of course. Hit me up on social media at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and on the Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Follow me there. See my value-added posts as they relate to the world of barbecue and grilling and all that stuff. Still to come on the show, the Embedded Correspondence segment takes off in about 12 to 13 minutes from now. Steve Ray from Tennessee, Doug Shadding from Texas, and David Huff from Oklahoma all sitting in this evening. John Solberg in Michigan on the bench just in case. You never know what's going to happen. All right, so let's go ahead and get our Bubba Burger winner here to help. It's none other than oldest daughter, Bobby Rippin. Oh. Hold on. So uh, put that a little bit closer to your face. and uh, The microphone, yes. And then uh, talk uh, expertly, judiciously, and expertly. Okay? Yeah. Perfect. All right, so here's what's going to happen. You might be asking yourself, what is this Bubba Burger contest all about? What? You might be asking yourself, what is this Bubba Burger contest all about? I wonder what this is all about. Right. Well, for the last number of weeks, I have asked my loyal Centralite following, you know, because I had some issues with iTunes and they took the show off of iTunes. They like unlisted it and then I had to get it relisted. That took all my ratings and reviews away and I've had to start from scratch. And the good folks at Bubba Burger gave me some shirts, aprons, vouchers for free burgers. You remember when they came in the mail, of course, a number of weeks ago. I said, well, let's put together a little contest. And with the help of Stover Harger Third over in Oregon, we said, hey, why not offer a shirt? and a hat, and an apron, and a free voucher of Bubba Burger to people that would go in a certain period of time and leave a rating and review for the show on iTunes. So uh, we weren't mandating that there be a five-star rating for the show. Of course, if that's what the reviewer felt like giving us, we were very happy to receive a five-star rating. But 
You also just couldn't trash me. Oh, then you had to hashtag contest so we could figure out who these eligible people would be. Now that time surpassed. Then I had the ear surgery, so I couldn't do it that week. And then, you know what happened last week. And here we are this week. Are we ready? We have a total of nine participants. There they are, as I'm showing them on the list here. Bobby, go ahead and uh, take the top off of that box real quick. Take the top off the box real quick. And then uh, just kind of tip it up to the camera so everybody can see that there are individually numbered. There you go. Uh, pieces of paper all night. Don't drop any. Put the top back on and go ahead and give it a shaky shake. Go ahead. Shake, shake, shake. Flip it around. Make sure that you do it all right here. Good job. Good job. All right. Is that good? Yeah. All right. Now, hold it up. Yeah. Keep it there so we can see your hands. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to keep your eyes closed. You're going to feel around. You're going to pull out a number, and then you're going to read me that number. I have the corresponding number and name. Then, to further validate the winner, you will open up that number and read me the name. I'm sorry. Am I keeping you from something? I was holding it. Is Nick Ball watching? He's a big fan. Probably not. All right. Go ahead and swish around a bit. Toss it like a salad. There you go. Pick one out. Oh, this is very exciting. This has been going on for weeks and weeks. Give me a number first. Hold on. The winner is number... Seven. (laughs) Wow. Number seven is Double J Richards is a winner. All right, hold it up to the camera to prove... Closer, closer still. There it is. Turn it around for numbers. Number seven. And as you can tell here, number seven is Double J Richards. So, Double J Richards, you have a prize pack of a Bubba Burger hat, a white Bubba Burger t-shirt, and an extra large size. You also get a Bubba Burger apron, and most importantly, a free voucher for a free a voucher for a free pack of Bubba Burke. So enjoy those as you get this on podcast, which all of you people, I think, left me ratings that are podcasters. When you whenever you get this, please email me Greg at the BBQ Central Show in the subject line put contest winnings, and then announce to me that you're Double J Richards. Here's my address. Blah blah blah. I have a feeling I know who that is. By the way, Bobby. Might, it? it might be your godfather, believe it or not. What are the chances? Really? I could be way off, but there's a very good chance that that's who it is. But we shall see. So congratulations to Double Day Richards on winning the Bubba Burgers. Congratulations. Very good. All right, Bobby, you have a big day tomorrow. We go to the district semifinals in volleyball. This is your senior season, so as the... High school career draws to a close. Like, what are your thoughts leading into the match against Lake Catholic High School? How are you breaking it down? I just want to win. What are you going to do to win? What are the keys to victory? Well, I'm going to block them, and I'm going to get some kills in the middle of the court, not the corners, because they play a perimeter, so we got to outsmart them. We just need to do good. 
Minimize errors. Yeah. Pass well and serve, serve receive. Serve in. Serve the ball in. Hit the ball out. down. Hit the ball down. Lock the ball down. Here's the good news. For every kill Bobby gets, 10 foot line or in front of the 10 foot line. So from one inch to the 10 foot line, five bucks a kill. About that. Hopefully donated by the Central X. So I won't have to pay you that. But every ball you put down, five bucks. How about that? little incentive for you to jump high and hit down. Do I have to hit it or can I tip it? Yeah, you got to hit it. Tipping is a kill. Killing. That's no, a kill. No, no tipping. It's a kill in the books. Shh. No. Straight kills. Are you nervous because your college coach is going to be sitting in the stands? Do you find that to be a little extra pressure? No, knowing I that she's for com- her already. Yeah, but she's coming to watch you and you're amongst your high school mates. You've committed to her verbally to go play college volleyball there, and now she's coming to watch you. I'm you don't think nervous. you're going to over-try, right? No. You're going to keep it real? Yeah. Hmm. All right, scale of 1 to 10. Here we go. 1 being no way, 10 being all day. Chances of winning? 7. 7? Wow. I thought it was going to be in that four, 3 to 4 range, mm. but I'll take 7. All right. We congratulate once again Double J Richards for winning the Bubble Burger Contest. Bobby, thank you for helping me to Welcome. the Bubble Burger Contest. And all the Centralites wish you a good luck as VASJ takes on Rival Lake Catholic. And I use Rival only as a descriptor. All right. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Let's win. Or okay. you got to walk home. How far is the walk home? Far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hours. Could yeah. be a, Could be a half a day. It's a long walk now. It's an hour by car, so. I just won't walk home. Yeah. Take the jet? I'll stay there. Oh, good idea. You can transfer to uh, to Jefferson City Schools. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. All right. There she is, Bobby. Go get him tomorrow, kiddo. Go get him. Congratulations to Double J Richards on your Bubble Burger prize pack. Don't forget, hit at me on the emails. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com to claim your hat, shirt, apron, and voucher for free Bubba Burgers. Meanwhile, I want to talk to you about Cook Shack. They manufacture smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five star dining facility, Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, wood chunks, it's the perfect one stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because, as I say each and every week, designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Morton. The FEC 100, PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can actually double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Now, if you don't like pellet-fired smokers, I have an option. How about residential electric smokers manufactured by Cookshack? They only are the number one smoker in the industry. That's right, high quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion and dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing with quality always being the top priority. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 
800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. That's CookShack and CookShack.com. We're back with the Embedded Correspondence segment. Stick around. We'll be right back. Giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, Smoking with Smithfield fans, friends, and neighbors, head on over to smokingwithsmithfield.com. And apply for the Committed Cooks program of 2019, $25 shipping fee. You get well over $100 or $200 worth of gear, if I remember correctly. That's open for the first 500 applicants. Also, if you host or run a barbecue event or contest and you're looking to get into that Smithfield grant program, head on over to the same website, smokingwithsmithfield.com. And get your submission in today. I believe that runs till the end of the month. So you have a little over a week left in order to get your application in for the Committed Cooks program. So there you go. All right. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month. And joining me from Texas, from Tennessee, and according to my Skype, maybe not Oklahoma, but we're going to try anyway is uh, Steve Ray from Tennessee, Doug Scheide from Oklahoma, and David Huff. Um, okay, let's try. Hold on, let's try again. It's Steve Ray from Tennessee, Doug Scheide from Texas, and David Huff from Oklahoma, but I don't think he's here. David, are you there? Mmm, no David, uh-oh. Guys, have you heard anything from David? He's there, somewhere. He is. He said he, he, said he was ready. Uh, the call had John's name, not uh, David by it the call had john's name yeah the participants Uh oh well they changed skype all of a sudden just from the other night we tested it was a different screen and i took me a second to find out how Mm. to answer it right hold on i gotta you can believe that (laughs) hold on let's go david huff boom ad let's see i believe a call's going out to him now as we speak uh let me go ahead and Grab everybody here. Look, uh, Steve looking very good. Doug also looking very good this evening. You guys uh, have a classic. Uh, Steve, you have a, a brand new uh, internet's connection, correct? Yes. Yeah, look at you. Hardwire, hardwire. Hardwire. Look at him. Oh. Look at him. He got away from the Wi-Fi and went hardwire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, here he is. David. There's David Huff. He's in. What's up, David? How are you, buddy? Hey. Sweet. 
Thanks for including me, Greg. Yeah, you got it. I'm not sure uh, what I think I took you out of the rotation there from last month. I forgot to dial you back in, but now we're all set. All right, so uh, let me, before we get into topics and so forth, let me quickly race around the panel and ask you this question. If you win the $1.6 billion tonight, and maybe everybody's realized that they have not won, and the answer is moot, but uh, for the sake of entertainment and frivolity, let's just go ahead and answer anyway. Steve, if you win $1.6 billion tonight, do you show up for work tomorrow? Hell no. Hell no! Wow. All right. Dougie? Absolutely, I would. Absolutely. I like it. Here we go. So we got one nay, one yay. Now we got the tiebreaker. The man who took a month off, back and better than ever, David Huff will answer. Do you come to work after you win $1.6 billion? I do, but not at my current job. I'm cooking barbecue for a living. Oh, he's, he's self-employed. I like I like All right. Uh, I do uh, sell Peterbilt's tomorrow with $1.6 billion. Here's the thing. I want to get off on a diatribe here. Uh, does everybody, uh, Steve, do you take the lump or do you take the payments? No, I take the lump. Okay. Uh, Doug, same for you? Lump. Dave? Yeah, future yeah. cost of money, is it, you got to take the lump. Look, I, I think that's a bad idea because you $1.6 billion, <laughs> right? And then it's really a lump of nine twenty five. But then you have to pay tax on that, depending on where you're at. So you're really looking. I know this is going to sound strange when I say, it, but you're really only looking at putting six ten in the bank after one point six billion of the win. I don't understand that. So I think, I think they pay over thirty years of annuity payments. That's fifty five million dollars a year. I know I got thirty years left in me, ish. Even if I don't make it all the way, I'll be able to sock enough away to set up a whole bunch of people. $55 million a year. You get a little bit of a spend control. I mean, there's not a lot of things you can't buy for $55 million a year, but at least you have a little bit of a throttle. I think you put 610 in the bank. You got a, I mean, $55 million a year gets you a whole new set of concerns. 610 in the bank gets you a real new whole set of concerns. Would you be worried about personal safety, Steve, with 610 in the bank? No, I'd buy I'd buy a six ten worth of uh, Amazon stock and get a thank you note from uh, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> uh, Doug, would you be worried about be- personal safety, Doug? Uh, yeah, that's why you're supposed to be anonymous until you get things in order and go to work like you're supposed to. But I th- I think some states require you to claim in person. Like Ohio is one of the few states that you can send a anonymous collector up or you send a trust or a lawyer up and you can stay completely anonymous. A lot of these other states require that you show up like a clown with a big check and have that bullseye marked firmly on your face. That's scary, right, David? Yeah, but with that much money, I'm hiring the best-looking uh, female bodyguards I can. Eh, look at this guy. <laughs> All right, embedded correspondence. Yes, you got a new job. <laughs> embedded correspondence segment uh, coming right up here. David, let's go ahead and get your take first. What's up? Sure. Well, first, sorry about missing last month. I didn't get to put my um, Barbecue Central Hall of Fame guests in, That's so right. I would like to start off oh. by nominating... Uh, your your most recent guest, uh, your daughter sure knew how to handle your crap, and the way she just took that like a champ, I would put her in the Hall of Fame uh, as a no, guest already. That's wrong. Man. She she was she was ill prepared. 
She was not bringing any energy. She could barely piece together a sentence. It was quite a disappointment. I got to be. She's in the worst guest Hall of Fame. First one Fair in. Enough. First ballot Hall of Fame. Go ahead. Fair enough. Okay, so listen, this is fall time of year, right? We yes. know it's football, it's getting cold outside, the leaves are changing. But I know it's fall because absolutely everything is pumpkin spice. Starbucks, uh, I saw Twinkies at the store, Frosted Flakes. Greg, you posted on your, uh, I think it was either Instagram or Facebook, Buffalo Wild Wings is in on the action with pumpkin spice wings. Yes, First off, uh, whether you like the flavor or not, it's just too much. But it got me thinking, how can we translate this into something worthwhile with barbecue? I mean, how many different um, kind of odd flavors and spices have you guys ever tried on a flavor profile? Ever tried pumpkin pie spice on a pork butt or you know, something crazy like that to go along with the season. I just, everywhere I go, there's pumpkin spice something, and, and, and enough is enough unless you can make it taste good with my barbecue. Uh, I've, I've never been a fan of pumpkin spice anything. I think it's weird, uh, as I had mentioned in the open or, or during the first segment that uh, Pat LaFrieda shined on me on. I don't know if you guys uh, saw that or not, but he didn't show up for the first segment. Highly, highly embarrassing for him, I'm sure. And I said, hey, Pumpkin spice is the flavor comparison to Christmas. It's showing up earlier and earlier every year. I don't understand. I mean, I understand Christmas, of course, but I don't understand that whole pumpkin spice thing. I don't think I've had a pumpkin spice latte or coffee or Twinkie or or any food. As soon as I see it, I just don't buy it because I'm not down with that. Now, as far as fall flavors and barbecue, I mean, I've put uh, homemade applesauce on uh, pork a whole bunch of different times because apples and pork work really good so that's kind of my uh uh effort into fruit and the fall and pork or or barbecue stuff steve you ever messed around with fall flavors and live fire no not pumpkin spice i'm not i'm like you greg i I love pumpkin pie with whipped cream but as far as the pumpkin uh spice flavors i'm i'm not a fan i'm pretty i'm pretty straightforward i've i've seen the applesauce on ribs and then wrapped i've seen that several times at contests uh, just that's, to that's, just, that's make, common. That's just to make common. sure we're on the same page, I do not like pumpkin pie. No, none of that shit. None of it. No, no, no. Uh, Doug, fall flavors. Uh, you a pumpkin spice guy? What do you like? No, I'm not a huge. I I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like. It's too much like flan. It's so it's more of a texture thing than than flavor. But um, the best pumpkin I've ever had actually, Steve Graham's the San Antonio Rodeo chairman. Yep. He makes a pumpkin venison stew that sometimes he makes at his house for like for Halloween is it's actually fantastic. I've been trying to get him to, to get me, give me the recipe, but, um, uh, this weekend we cooked a, a bourbon, uh, pecan pie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a little bourbon and barbecue always goes well together. When I originally started competing, actually, I, um, my ribs were cherry chipotle, uh, ribs and, uh, they use the flavor of cardamom, which is like, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit like lighter fluid. <laughs> uh, you know, just a little bit goes a long way and, uh, you can, and overexpose those things to uh, to cardamom and also cinnamon. Cinnamon was in the recipe, so yeah. it was hard to control those flavors. Those are fall flavors too. I mean, cinnamon and cardamom and a lot of that other. Uh, I I was a. It was hot. It was a hot lived thing, short lived thing for me, mostly because a lot of the girls in the house didn't like it. But I was real big believer in the cherry rubs 
on ribs. Look at Doug's doing his best imitation of Meathead. I don't know if everybody thought that there or not, but I caught it. Um, uh, I loved cherry rub on the ribs, but it just didn't play in the house, so I had to ditch it. Um, do you, Steve, do you use cherry rub on ribs? No, not on ribs. Uh, surprisingly enough, I use it on chicken. I use Butcher Barbecue's really? cherry on chicken, it, it, on wings. It, it works great. It's kind of like my final, my final little dust. People David, love it. David, do you use cherry at all on ribs? Um, a, a little bit. Um, I tell you one thing, and I was trying to remember who whose recipe it was, but I I cooked some, I smoked some lamb ribs not too long ago, mm-hmm. and the barbecue sauce recipe was a a, a black cherry and um, fig recipe, and it was oh gosh, one of the very well known. I don't remember if it was Tuffy uh, or who it was, but it was absolutely fantastic. A really sweet barbecue sauce with some rosemary. I can't remember who it was, but you know, and fig's kind of a holiday flavor as well. Sounds like a Stephen Reichland type recipe. I don't think it was Stephen, but that gum it was good. The only problem was it called for uh, Black Mission figs, and I couldn't find fresh, so I had to get dried and Black and Mission. hydrate them. So wow. Uh, all right, Black Mission figs. I've never heard. Of, I didn't know that. I thought figs were figs, but not whatever. the Newtons. I just scraped it out of the middle of the Newton, called it <laughs> yeah, good. That's the way to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve. Uh, let's go ahead and start with you. I know you said you might need a little room to get through everything, so I can either hold off the break or we can float and, and do half no, and half. But go ahead and give it a start. There, right? Now, right, let me just let me just preface this. Don't don't be offended, everyone. Okay. Oh, if I offend you, I didn't mean to, but all right. if you're offended, so, too bad. Let, hey, rem- after- remember, remember. Let's let's make sure that we know. Let's just not even worry about if don't be offended or you know it's like saying uh no offense but or uh you know so you're about to offend with all somebody. due respect uh, with all due respect i'm not yeah. a racist no, but not, you know not, everything that not, you say after that all due yeah. so i mean uh, just go ahead and torch if you're going to torch all right after a local after a local barbecue contest here in Nudawa a couple of weeks ago some guy came over to me in at my at my tent when i was wrapping up stuff and he wanted to talk barbecue and I won't mention his name, but his initials are Justin. Justin is apparently the greatest <laughs> backyard cook on earth because he told me several times that he didn't need to enter no contest because his friends and family told him his barbecue was the best they ever had. Mm. You know, Justin, you may think you cook good barbecue, and you just might, but until you quit taking the word of family and friends Eating free food, you'll never know how really good it is. Oh, Justin, your barbecue is so good. We are so glad you married our daughter. Aren't we, Tommy? Hey, these ribs taste like Alpo. We'll stop at Famous Dave's on the way home. Let's leave before he brings out dessert. That's, that's right, Justin. People have been lying to you. Take your pork butt out of the smoker and put it in a styrofoam box in front of six people that don't know you or don't love you who think they know more about barbecue than anybody and then let them tell you how good your barbecue really is. How can I get a 55 57 and then the two judges before that give me 93 and 90? (laughs) Almost perfect scores. Hashtag Hartville. <laughs> Wasn't as great as you thought, was it, Justin? 
all you backyard superstars that like to brag about your barbecue to anyone who'll listen and then sit at home on weekends binging on barbecue pitmaster reruns while you cook hot dogs on a cheap Walmart smoker can go pound sand. Until you put your money where your mouth is and put your food in front of people who don't love you or don't live next door to you, you'll never know how good your barbecue really is. So the next time you're browsing your favorite barbecue site on Facebook, on Facebook and you see a post for a local barbecue contest, seize the moment and enter it. Then you'll see if your barbecue is really any good. Justin. Wow. Justin. Wow. Steve on fire. Doug, your thoughts? Rant on. <laughs> well, how did he finish, by the way, if I can ask this no-name person named Justin? He didn't compete, though. That's the problem, he didn't right? compete. That's the problem. Oh. Yeah. Steve, oh, is, Steve okay. is telling him, hey. My barbecue great. I don't have to compete. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. He's right. doing Steve a favor by not entering the contest and summarily winning. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, well, ag- agreed. You know, it is free. Um, I actually have a process of elimination. So I will, you know, give some food. And I don't really, you know, say give me feedback or whatever. So um, first of all, if they don't thank me first, you know, after they've eaten it after a few days, then they're off the list immediately. Rather <laughs> whether they give me, con- you know, uh, any, any uh, you know, good criticisms or comments about it but um um i actually like to uh, to whittle out through a process of elimination the people that give good critical comments so i actually have certain rib tasters people that give me good comments on on ribs because you know i'm always doing about you know doing contests uh, you know when i'm uh, coming up with a new recipe and i'll have people i'll give them four different ribs and each and marked in a separate bag and i tell them to rate them and and i'll have five or six people do this and uh and and come up with with some ratings and stuff so um but they have to give me critical comments about like like uh, this bourbon pecan pie I talked about this weekend, I've given it to four people so far, and I've got comments back from three of them already. So, you know, just trying to get an idea, hey, you know, what do we need to tweak? Does it have too much orange in it? Not not sweet enough, whatever. So I kind of, uh, that's kind of my process of elimination. Uh, if if somebody enters your camp, Doug, and proclaims as, uh, what was this guy's name? Jeffrey? Justin. Justin. Just- uh, that's right. Jeffrey's married to Ina Garden, who's my love of a lifetime on Food Network. Um, <laughs> if somebody came into Rogue Cooker's tent and proclaimed to you that they don't need to enter barbecue competitions because they cook the best, their friends and family tell them so, blah, blah, blah. Do you just ask them to leave immediately? Do you challenge them and say, hey, throw down like Steve says? You know, it's all great when it's everybody's eating for free. Truth be told, I've never had anybody tell me my food sucks either because nobody's paying for it. Now, I'm not myopic like this idiot and thinks that everybody really thinks my stuff's good. I know it's free. It's probably okay, but it's mostly free, and they really like it because it's free. I get that. But some of these guys maybe don't get that. How do you challenge those people, Doug? No, I, I actually, um, the people that give me critical comments right away, they're immediately on, on the top of the list of getting, getting more food. But, uh, if someone came into my camp, I'd say, sure. No, yeah, I'm sure you do, but yeah, you want to try some of my food. And I just like to see them, you know, by their facial expression, you know, as being in sales, it's more about being the face to face meeting and seeing the expression on their face. And that's, uh, that will say more than what they're actually saying through their, through their talk. Doug, what do you think about, or uh, David, what do you think about Steve's rant? 
Uh, what'd you say? With all due respect, we're not supposed to start that way. Um, <laughs> you know what? I am... Okay, let me preface it by saying this. If the purpose of Justin saying that comment was to be an absolute ass to the guys that are out there busting their butt and trying to win, then go fly a kite, Justin. Absolutely Thanks. get out of here. But if his comment was simply to mean, you know... Just because you're in a barbecue contest doesn't mean that your barbecue is good. Or in order, and the only way to make good barbecue is to be entering contests. Mm. And I am absolutely on Justin's side. Because I have had fantastic backyard barbecue that wouldn't win a contest. But I would eat it over some of the barbecue that's winning contests. Because it's not my flavor profile. It's not my favorite. Uh, people want ribs that are overcooked and fall off the bone. People want chicken that has crispy skin on it. Um, I mean, if he meant it that way, like, I don't have to enter a contest in order to justify that I make really good barbecue, then I'm on board with him. But if he was just being an ass to the guys that are busting their butts trying to make a living out of this, then you know what? It's not your place to talk, Justin. Steve, uh, clarify. Was this guy being a bag or was he just saying that, uh, you know, from a from a comp- competition standpoint, I don't have to be in a barbecue contest to make good barbecue. He was telling me <laughs> that the people that cook, he doesn't he can he is superior to us oh. because his family and friends have already told him. He does not have to justify his food in a contest, lower himself to a contest. What he's saying lower. was my food is great because mom and dad told me it was great. And mom and them. Well, but and let's be honest. you guys can compete if you want to, but I don't have to. Everybody who's in the contest started with their family and friends telling them they were good at barbecue. They should go in a contest or sell it or catering. So at some point, you have that feedback. But if he's saying, <laughs> if he's doing that, Steve. I, <laughs> Justin probably still lives like in mom and dad's basement, right? Yeah, right. Let's be honest. No doubt exactly. about that. That's right. All right. Uh, we are going to step away here just for a few minutes while I talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. And then we'll be back with Doug Scheide and Betty Correspondence segment. He's from Texas, so we'll talk to him about uh, social media things that drive him crazy. I'm looking very much forward to that. In the meantime, let me talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. You know, they've always believed that cooking should be easy. Because it can be. Especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature... Let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or barbecue pitmaster with minimal effort. You now have oven-like precision at the grill and can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. All you have to do is head over to the, I'm sorry, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Ask your questions. They'll make sure that you're outfitted with exactly what you need. Again, as I remind you each and every week, as you, uh, if you have a Guru temperature controller and you now purchase the Monolith Edition grill, 
The fan is built in, so all you have to do is hook the controller down to the fan. You're off and running. Now, if you want to upgrade technology, it's certainly up to you. Again, if you have any questions, you hit up the website, bbqguru.com, or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are back right after this with the Embedded Correspondence segment. You're listening and watching Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect via Wi-Fi or cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth if you want. If you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard, fully integrated with both, constantly learning new techniques and skills. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call them 816-945-2232. All right, uh, Steve in Tennessee, Doug in Texas, and Dave. David, and uh, what's your guest's name, David? This is Rosemary. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> is she eating a brain? Of course she is. Wow, Rosemary, easy yeah. on the brains there. Does she have anything to say? Or she she just does look if good? I plugged her in. She's a... Uh... She's part of the big Huff, uh, Huff House uh, haunted house. We have werewolves that eat on legs and spit at you as you walk by. Oh, and great. she eats brains and lunges forward. And oh, I usually come up with some way to scare all the little neighborhood kids to drop their candy. So, uh, wow. yeah, this is Rosemary, and she was just going to keep me company here. Yeah. All right. Well, Rosemary, you uh, hang right in. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Looks like she was getting ready to jump off there. Go ask for more brains. Uh, Doug, your turn is, uh, or your turn is now up. So the stage is yours. Your hot take for the month of October. Okay. Well, you know your your uh, rant last week of uh, you know the cutting of steak and you know posting it on uh, on Facebook and et cetera got me thinking of uh, really what uh, kind of some of the social media things that drive me crazy and probably the thing that that drives me the most crazy on social media is when people cook a brisket or cook whatever meat and then they have to squeeze it and squeeze all of the juice out and and take a video of this thing and uh, I, I actually hate it so much I own the domains if someone goes to <laughs> stop squeezing your meat.com and stop squeezing the meat.com it will go to my Facebook page it's really? forwarded to my Facebook page <laughs> absolutely um, I'm a kind of a domain uh, collector I have uh, almost a hundred different barbecue domains and et cetera. So I, uh, I've sold a few and et cetera, but anyway, so I have both of those because it just drives me crazy. What about don't squeeze your meat.com? Was that one taken? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, that sounds like it might be taking you a different website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So second, second thing. Uh, Doug, hold I, on. I Let me interrupt just for one second. Let's go around the table pretty quick. Doug hates okay. when people are squeezing their meat. Uh, David, do you, Do you care if people are squeezing their meat in social media? Well, first off, Doug, 
I would like HuffDaddyBarbecue.com, please. I was wondering why I couldn't get that, and, and now I know. Um, no, no, you know, I mean, I don't care. If, if they're going to – I've seen them press on the meat and, oh, look at all the juices, et cetera, et cetera. If that's their – you know, they're flashing the pan and that's what they think makes the video looks good, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter to me. Steve? Uh, yeah, I like, I like to watch it, see the meat come out. I was watching an Aaron Franklin uh, brisket <laughs> video today at work and he was he did the same thing if it's good enough for Aaron I can I can handle it but it's uh, the 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 number of uh, food videos and the strange pictures that people take of food are are, are sometimes annoying when you're when you're just carousing the uh, uh, internet looking for food pictures they're kind of funny some of it some of it they they taste I like the ones that look like crap and then they taste and they tell you how good it is everybody goes everybody goes I hate the uh, this one I hate I hate when they go Oh, that's so good. You know, it's the same same thing every time. Oh, it's so good. I mean, what are they going to say? Boy, I blew this one. This thing tastes like roadkill. You know, I'll catch me next week and I'll make a good one. I'm I'm kind of in the in a vacillating position about squeezing your meat because I think inherently you shouldn't do that. You should cut the if you're going to cut the brisket you should just be able to hold it up, and I assume that if you've done it right and it's super juicy, as soon as you cut it open and are always holding the point end up, of course, that it should just be exuding juice on its own. Correct, Doug? I mean, that's what should be yeah, happening. If you're cutting it, that's a different deal, but don't squeeze it. Now, to accentuate how great this meat is, I also feel that people have this instinctual want to just apply a little more pressure on that beef to show you even more juice. And that's, I guess, where I become a little more on the side of, well, it already looks so good. It's already exuding. If it's pushing its own juice out, don't apply any mechanical pressure from your person down on that meat to squeeze every last mm-hmm. drop of it out. So I guess I do believe more in the in the don't squeeze your meat campaign um, for sure. So uh, although... Every once in a while, I may be guilty of doing that at home. Well, that's a huge brisket that I'm carving up behind you, Steve. That's a great picture. All right, uh, so uh, I think we all kind of agree on the, the squeezing of the meat. Uh, go ahead, Doug, your next take. Okay, I have I have six of these. So great. Um, dirt, dirty grills. I You know, when people take these pictures of the meat, and, and I even saw one last week where the guy said, I know my grill is dirty, or I know my grill is dirty, but look how beautiful this piece of meat looks. <laughs> Clean up your stinking grill and don't have dirty drip pans and don't have it overloaded in a messy grill and, and think and tell us how great the, the meat is and et cetera. So um, try to plan out the picture. Right. Also, I think, uh, and disagree with me, anybody, if you don't think, if your grill is that dirty, and you're cooking at any type of reasonably hot temperature, you know, that stuff's just going to start to ignite or smoke and put off some potentially off flavors and mess with your flavor profile that you're putting on whatever you're cooking. Sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, not to mention uh, potential clean, for uh, clean tool, foodborne man. illnesses and stuff like that. So, Ted, Ted Reader once said, a healthy grill is a clean grill. Yep. Stephen Reichlin says, keep it hot. Keep it clean, clean, keep it lubricated. Yeah. <laughs> you should hear what he says about grilling. 
All right, go ahead, Doug. <laughs> okay, you know the the box unpacking videos. I just don't understand. It's like you know when when you posted that that video, Greg, and so many people were so fascinated, and you got how many views did you get on that unpacking of the box video? I, I just don't understand what is so unique and interesting that people love to watch these things. What 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 did I get? Didn't you didn't you have some box the Traeger? That, yeah, when the no, Traeger what came Traeger? In, yeah. no, it was some other uh, a box, and you posted it, and you got like, was it twenty thousand views or something <laughs> like that? I don't recall right off the top of my head. Maybe that wasn't me. I think you got some rub. He was running through the house. Oh, Is that the one? Yeah, it was the. Uh, <laughs> no, it was the meat no. church. No, it was. This is like three, four months ago that, oh. that you did this and, and you posted this video and it got all of these. I'm going to go back and check it out. Right. Was it, the, but, was it uh, the art flame? I'm going to go look. Well, I'll go, I'll yeah. go look after the show. So, work. yeah. But people love unboxing. They want to see it I, show up in the box and they want to see the box cutter slide through the clear tape. They want to see all the packaging come out and the instructions. I mean, it's weird. You know, my favorite YouTube channel right now, and this makes absolutely no sense why it's my favorite, but I sit there and we'll watch for hours and hours. Uh, I don't sit there and physically watch it, but I have it playing in the background. Are these two uh, Gulfstream G4 corporate pilots, and this guy's got a three-camera system up in the cockpit, so you can see them both working, and he's got a couple shooting outdoors, and he puts these things together from uh, when they taxi out to when they hit the the uh, arrival airport, and they have all the radio traffic going. I'm just totally mesmerized by it. I mean, might as well be like, on, oh, yeah, those were the, the, the slow and sear for the kettle grill. Yeah, the unboxing yes, of the kettle it. grill. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. How, how, many, how many views has got, did that have? 51,167. <laughs> how could, you, how could wow. you forget that? How can you, I mean, how can you not like that? I mean, that's proof that's in itself. Ridiculous. That's Everybody loves that. <laughs> Riveting. Everybody loves right that. There. Wow. All right. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Doug. <laughs> uh, I actually watched it two or three times. Of course. To try to figure out what the hell I was watching and what I was missing. I was like, I'm missing something. Something is wrong here. But anyway. All right. So. All right. So 51,160. All right. My number four. The cutting of cooked tri-tips and brisket incorrectly. Uh-oh. You know, people... Yeah, you know they they you know that's the secret of cooking a, a actually eating a good tri tri tip is having it um, uh, cut dr uh, correctly. But someone actually cooked my brisket recipe the uh, I guess it was a couple two three weeks ago, and it was all I could do because they cut with the grain and they said the recipe was terrible and and it was and it looked like just a spaghetti mess on uh, on their on their butcher uh, uh, block and I was it, it luckily. Within about an hour, someone said you cut the thing wrong. So, it, it, yeah. <laughs> do you do you think that there is still a majority lack of understanding of cutting against the grain on try like the tri tip grain? Uh, it, you know, it, it goes one way to up to a certain point, but then it switches. Like you got to know when to turn that piece of meat around in order to continue to go against grain. Same thing. When you're cutting the brisket, when you're cutting back to where the point and the flat come together, you got to switch that thing around. Otherwise, when you get into the point, now you're cutting with the grain. That makes it like crap. 
Yeah, I, I think there is a, a big, uh, you know, some actually some of the the places here in uh, Texas that uh, that's the first time I ever saw it was when they they cut the flat correctly and then they switched it and then did ninety degrees on the point. I'm like, what are you doing? But um, yeah, I it, but a lot of people cut the flat wrong, which which is the problem. Yeah, you know, they they cut with with the grain. So, um, uh, yeah. As as Steve would say, watch a few videos on Facebook and and you can learn some things, right? A lot of I, I, uh, I, I, a lot of ways to get to Chicago, Doug. Sure are. Yeah, exactly. I, I think so. the against the grain problem is even more exaggerated when you're doing uh, steak fajita meat, like with a flank or a skirt steak. If you know, a lot of times the long way you want to cut the short way across it because that's the easiest for the knife. When really that's going with the grain, you have to cut the skirt steak in half and then twist it to get those nice short cuts. And it will make a huge difference on tenderness when you're cutting the wrong way on those skirt steaks. So absolutely. I think it's still an issue. All right, Doug, keep going. That's a good point. So, um, also when you, when you on Facebook or whatever, and you add someone to a page or whatever, and then they post on your page, Hey, thanks for friending me or thanks for adding me. Or they send you a message, you know, and they wave at you and stuff like that. You know, okay, that's fine. Just, you know, are you some kind of weirdo? And and it kind of weirds me out. Some people I'll just kind of unfriend immediately. And I'm like, Hey, you're a little weird. Yeah. The the clapping of the hands and the waving and stuff like that. So, um, that that sometimes that just makes me a little weird. But Doug, if, if uh, you know, if Alton Brown friended you or, or followed you on Instagram, wouldn't you potentially hop in your DM and slide him a "Hey, thanks for the follow"? Or are you just uh, that, no, you would know? No, there's I no would way not you do would that. do. You wouldn't acknowledge that no, that I, guy followed you. Your your hero. Um, I might send him a message in terms of, you know, I'm a big fan or something like that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you would yeah. say thanks for the ad or thanks for the follow. No, I would not. No, Bullshit. no pretend like you've, you've been there before. You're lying. Doug, you're I, lying. Guarantee, I guarantee you, Steve, thank just Pryles for the follow. Don't lie, Steve. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. That's the friend. Steve, you, did you thank what did you thank just Pryles for the follow? She doesn't follow me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Kid me. She's got like 83,000 followers, and uh, I think she follows 397 or whatever it is. So, By the way, follows me. Suck it. All right. Uh, keep going, Doug. Keep going. Okay. All right. Hey. Steve does have a book, though, signed by by her saying second favorite EC. Right. So, yeah. Right. Who's Steve? Let, Jeff Pryles. Yes, let, the, let the record state. So, all right. So, probably, finally, and this drives me crazy in, in uh, competition, is the glazing of briskets and putting a sweet sauce and cooking that sweet sauce on. I have several domains related to just ajuit.com and and uh, when i turn in competition brisket it will not and i repeat repeat not andrew have, you exactly are not. <laughs> it will not have a glaze on it thank you <laughs> all right so steve you cook a lot of kcbs contests i mean there, i think a lot of a lot of competition cooks glaze the brisket in some form or fashion don't they oh yeah a lot of them spray it with apple juice sure do so it's it's kind of a sweet meat. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, it's real sweet. The 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 uh the sauce I use is real sweet. It's the same sauce that goes on um our burnt ends or the same sauce that go on our uh, chicken. 
matter of fact. Doug, is it's it a sleep. is it a yeah. Texas that, thing? That's with what, you? That's what no. wins. That's what wins. I'm not, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about burn ins. Burn ins is a different deal. I'm talking about your your slices. They are glazing it with the barbecue sauce yep. and and cooking that barbecue sauce on, just like a rib. Is that a Texas no. thing, Doug? Some people do. Uh, a lot of people are doing it, even in Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, a lot of people are doing it in Texas too. You too yeah. in Oklahoma, Dave. Well, yeah, competition barbecue. I mean, when I sat with um, some friends that have competitive cooks that have that have won quite a few, and uh, they let me in their trailer to kind of shadow them for the day, and they showed me their brisket box. I mean, you know, it was glowing. Uh, they were spritzing it. They had the sweet sauce on it. They had the finishing powder and all this stuff. And I, I, I took a piece of it. And while it was tender and you know very very flavorful, probably too much. I mean, it was wagyu and sweet sauce, etc. Back to what I was saying earlier. I just want a piece of well smoked tender brisket with salt and pepper. And it doesn't need to shine. It just needs to get in my belly. So I don't know. I don't like the glazing of the brisket either. All right. Last question as we quickly go around the dais. And we'll start with David Huff since you weren't on here last month. Uh, are you surprised that Dr. Barbecues is open for business? No. No. Not at all. Okay. Nope. I mean, it's not like it happened quickly. <laughs> it was uh, uh, no, I, I, trust me. I think we all got that idea. I think it was, <laughs> is it going to open? Steve, are you surprised that on the 17th it did open? Uh, yeah, I thought it would be. I thought it would be November. But you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. And I'm, and I'm really glad that he's been posting the pictures on there on, online. And uh, it looks like a, a, a fantastic a restaurant. The ambiance looks great. And, you, you know, the food's going to be good. So uh, I can't. I can't wait to someday somehow have a reason to go down there and uh, spend a spend a lunch. Doug, you won the pool on this Dr. Barbecue. Will it open? And uh, when will it open? So, were you surprised that the seventeenth did meet the expectation? Um, I, I was surprised that uh, that I won, given that you were really closest. But uh, I was glad that the rules were made and such that uh, you uh, it, you know <laughs> that you did not win, and it couldn't be past your date of of what you said. So, um, yeah, I uh, I'm glad he's finally open. I hope he uh, I hope he's in involved in it uh, for a long time. Do we uh, unveil the new pool? No, we don't unveil the no. deal. No, 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 no. It's not, off air, off air for on that. Greg, let yeah. me cut in here. By the way, as somebody who did not participate in the pool, um, I don't remember the rules saying you couldn't go over. So I, I think, Greg, you might have been the winner. I, I don't know. No, about I, this. I, I, that was my rule. I, I was the one was that dictated rule? that rule that you couldn't you couldn't go over. It was like the <laughs> it's like the Price is Right uh, showcase showdown. You can't go ah, over. Right. I you didn't realize that. Open. That's great. Yeah, that was that was self imposed rule. So there you go. Oh, All good. right, uh, the final Tuesday of each. Well, at least the fourth Tuesday of each and every month, because I believe this month will have a fifth Tuesday in it. But the fourth Tuesday of the month, you will find the embedded correspondence here. You have the longest running embedded correspondent in show history, Doug Scheiding out of Texas, Steve Ray in Tennessee, and David Huff back with us from Oklahoma and his hot little number sitting to his right. Uh, gentlemen, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing it. There they are, your embedded correspondents. Absolutely. And there you go. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. A plethora of conversation this evening. Yummy. Wow, Doug was on fire with the sauced brisket. Uh, I would dare say incensed, Steve. 
doesn't get it. I, mean, I think it's been sweet and glazed brisket on the competition side for 10 years now. John Dawson weighing in. So Doug never orders a bacon burger. <laughs> it's brisket, John. Different. Hey, behind every great meal is a great grill, but not just any grill, a Traeger grill. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level. Thanks to the incredible wood-fired taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor. From low and slow-smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traeger's can handle it all. And the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check on your cooks, kick up pit temps, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right from the use of your Traeger app. You can find one at your local Traeger dealer or check them out online at TraegerGrills.com. Now, do you want to beef up that barbecue game? Yes, you do. Traeger Shop classes going coast to coast, bringing you barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters like Danielle Bennett. Texas correspondent Doug Shining, Chad Ward, Matt Pittman, just to name a few. You'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory in the backyard or in the neighborhood. Find a shop class near you and sign up today at TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. We are back to wrap the show. Stick around. Be right back. Whole packers, full racks. Legs and thighs. Injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. And quickly, we have to beat it out of here before the clock runs out. All the way back in the first hour, we had one out of two segments with Pat LaFrieda, LaFrieda.com. Check it out. Out of Wild Grills. If you're looking for a high-end, 1,500-degree, all-stainless-steel, German-engineered Ferrari. German-engineered Ferrari. German-engineered Mercedes-Benz type cooker. Out of Wild is one you're going to want to take a look at. And then we had the embedded correspondence segment. Doug Shiding from Texas, Steve Ray from Tennessee, and David Huff from Oklahoma all in this month. And congratulations to Double J Richards for winning the Bubba Burger giveaway contest. He gets a shirt, an apron, a hat, and a voucher for a free box of Bubba Burgers. Big show planned for you next Tuesday as always. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe, saying good night now.